your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Caniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, I would like to thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen this Monday afternoon. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96 and rate the show five stars on whatever platform you're listening on. And in today's episode, we will be recapping both games from this weekend, the one against the Calgary Flames and the one against the Florida Panthers, and as well as discussing the busy news cycle that happened last night around goaltender Jack LaFontaine, which is actually what we're going to start off with today because this is the one that everyone on social media is talking about right now, so we got to talk about this because yesterday on Sunday it was announced that the Carolina Hurricanes were signing Minnesota Golden Gophers goaltender Jack LaFontaine to a one-year entry-level contract. He was their 75th overall draft pick in the 2016 draft. They just hadn't signed him yet. And this deal runs through the remainder of this season. He can earn up to $750,000 at the NHL level, $70,000 at the AHL level, and he also received a $88,500 signing bonus. And this guy, he was a phenomenal goaltender in college. You know, between the University of Michigan and Minnesota through 2016 to 2022, played 96 games, posted a 2.52 goals against average, a .915 save percentage. He also played in the British Columbia Hockey League as well. He was really good there. And the last season, the 2020-2021 season at Minnesota is the one that everyone talks about. It was an absolutely amazing season. Season won him a bunch of awards. He went 22 and 7 and 0 with a 1.79 goals against average and a 0.934 save percentage in five shutouts. And yeah, I think that's obviously great. And the fact that the Hurricanes yeah were able to finally sign him was really really good for the future of the organization. Yeah, and I've obviously talked about in the past. You know them trading Alex Delkovich, you know, potentially jeopardizing the future of goaltending for the Hurricanes because of, you know, Frederick Anderson and Antiranta both being on the wrong side of 30. You know, they're not going to be here in 10 years, you know? And I think finally being able to sign LaFontaine to a deal, yeah, it's really good. And a lot of people are asking, you know, why now? You know, we signed him in 2015. Why now? It's also the middle of the season for the Golden Gophers. I think they had, I believe, 14 games left in their season. And of course, there were some Golden Gophers fans that were really up in arms about LaFontaine signing this entry-level contract uh, and leaving mid-season, which, you know, was addressed today in the media call with Waddell and Jack. And he said, you know, he talked this over with his teammates. They all said, go for it. You know, this is a golden opportunity, no pun intended, with it being the Golden Gophers, 
but opportunities like this don't come around every single day and whenever you're handed an opportunity like this you have to take it and a lot of folks are asking and speculating will he play and I think it's pretty much a guarantee that he is going to play at some level for the Hurricanes organization it's just a matter will he play for the Hurricanes because now Auntie Ranta is out it was something that was that's why he didn't play in the Florida Panthers game because he was hurt and Alex Lyon got the start there. But now with Lyon replacing Ronta, there's nobody left in Chicago because both of the goaltenders for the Chicago Wolves are out right now. Beck Warren is out hurt as well as the Hurricanes 2017 draft pick. E2 Makanyemi, he's hurt as well. Both of those guys are out hurt. And the thing is, they also can't call up on the ECHO because, again, Beck Warm also hurt. And the Norfolk Admirals goalie, Dylan Wells, he's out on COVID protocol. So the only two healthy goaltenders for the Hurricanes organization, top to bottom right now, is Frederick Anderson and Alex Lyon. So they had to get something done fast because their one other goaltender that they had signed is signed over in the KHL and due to travel restrictions, he can't come over here right now. And the Hurricanes had to do something and do something fast because their organization needs goaltenders right now. And I think it's almost a guarantee that, it is a guarantee that he is going to play. It's just going to be a matter of where. Is he going to play in Norfolk, Virginia? Is he going to play in Chicago? Is he going to play here in Raleigh? I think it's really just going to come down to what the organization needs him to do. And... Uh, it wouldn't. I think he'll probably go Chicago first. I think, and that's just me speculating. I think he'll probably end up in Chicago because they had to make do this weekend with five goaltenders signed to PTOs, professional tryouts, and I, I think that you know that he's gonna see some time there before he sees time in the NHL because if this continues with the Hurricanes organization just being depleted for goalies I think it's almost a guarantee that he'll end up playing in the NHL at some point this season and honestly it wouldn't surprise me if we do see him it may even if it's just for like one or two games um I I don't I don't think it would be a thing of, oh, he's going to be on the uh, active roster for like the remaining of the season. No, I do think like, we may end up seeing him for a couple games this season because I think that you're going to obviously end up dealing with injuries and COVID protocol. And like Waddell said, Ronta, he's not out long term but he's also not day to day so we really don't know what we're going to be looking at with him and it wouldn't surprise me if LaFontaine he's probably going to be in Chicago soon 
because they cannot continue to go sign a bunch of guys to professional tryouts given maybe some of those guys you know end up earning themselves a contract maybe that's just something we'll just have to wait and see there if Chicago decides to do that offer any of those guys contracts for the remaining of the season uh, that's just going to be something to talk about there but and then you also have Norfolk down the ECHL uh, all right will we see him there I, I just don't know and but I do think we will definitely see his name soon whether it be getting recalled to the taxi squad or potentially to the active roster. I, I think we're going to see his name sooner rather than later. It's just going to be a matter of where we're going to see his name, whether it's in one of the lower leagues or taxi squad or active roster. But I definitely think we're going to see him soon. But, you know, we still got two games that we got to talk about from this past weekend. We got the game against the Flames from Friday and the Panthers game from Saturday. And we will talk about those games right after this quick break. It's a new year, and that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Heck, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier for you to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a bunch of chemical kills. Eating healthy can get kind of boring because like by week three, you're like, where's all the good stuff? Where's the chocolate? And Built Bar is covered in 100% chocolate. And most Built Bars contain only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 19 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually contains around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So right now, you can go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order when you use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Now, before we dive into the Calgary and Florida games, going back to Jack LaFontaine, it was just announced a few minutes ago that Dom Waddell said that LaFontaine will come to Raleigh tomorrow to take his physical and he should be able to start practicing on Wednesday. So that is a very, very enticing thing there that we could very much see Jack suit up for the Hurricanes here in the next week or so. There's no telling where this will go because, as I mentioned before the break, the Hurricanes need goalie help throughout their organization at the Hurricanes at the NHL level, the Wolves at the AHL level, and the Admirals at the ECHL level. They need goalie help everywhere right now, so we'll just have to wait and see where he ends up. But he'll be practicing soon, and he'll be in Raleigh tomorrow. But diving into Friday's game against the Flames, this was a 6-3 win for the Hurricanes, a come from a behind win again this was at their time a fifth straight win and the hurricanes they got off to a really really slow start in this game that first period was a very very ugly a some really poor neutral zone play and that was honestly a theme throughout the weekend in both games of really sloppy neutral zone play and in this first 
this first game in, with Calgary, after the first period was especially ugly, and they were lucky to come out of that period tied. The Hurricanes offense could generate nothing, and coming they should have really been down way more than one nothing. This should have been one where we were down like we were against Columbus and how we were against the Panthers earlier in the season. That's honestly how the Hurricanes played in the first period of this game. And we're largely you know, because of Frederick Anderson in, in that period there that it wasn't as bad as it could have been. And the Hurricanes, at, at one point, the shots were shot total was 15 to 3 in favor of the Flames at the end of the first period it ended up being 21 to 10 in favor of the Flames but that was really that was a very ugly period and thankfully the Hurricanes did end up coming back really fired up in this in the second period a little sloppy towards the end of it especially on that Matthew Kachuk goal that was not a good look and a lot of this comeback is in the second period and in the third as well was largely in part to some really, really strong play from Brady Shea. He really put the team on his back in, in this game. And thankfully, you know, in the third period, you know, we were able to put it away because of him. And thankfully, the Hurricanes were able to hold off the flames coming back and making it 4-3 at one point because the flames were are a really really good team and I said going into this game I think this would be a very tightly contested game I got it really wrong on the goal total for sure because I said I believe it would be like four goals max between both teams and the Hurricanes scored six <laughs> but I, I think the Hurricanes they one thing they need to do is they need to be able they need to wake up earlier in games because that's really been the story of 2022 so far. They got lucky here with Calgary and they were able really able to rally and they were able to their stellar 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 goaltending was able to make up for their lack of production out on the ice but that wasn't the case against Florida and we'll dig into that game right after this quick break bet online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond bet online remains your number one spot for all of the sports wagering action for 2022 New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is use the promo code LOCKED ON to get started with that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, and even right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2020-2022 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Now, the Florida Panthers game was a bit of the same that we've kind of seen from the Hurricanes as of late of them taking a while to wake up. And I 
and like I mentioned earlier, Alex Lyon ended up getting the start in this game due to Ronta being out hurt, which is definitely a decision I questioned at the time. Like, you're playing against the best team in the National Hockey League right now, and you're throwing out your third-string goalie, essentially. And I, I really wasn't a fan of that decision. While Lyon, he did end up bouncing back and making some good saves. The first shot of the game, or the Panthers' first shot of the game, went in. Jonathan Uberda. And their the team's very first shot of the game ended up being a goal. And that was frustrating, to say the least. And, you know, that happens. And, you know, I'm just like, oh, come on. You know, <laughs> it's just... We really should, I feel, gone with Freddie in this game. I don't think Alex Lyon, while he's good, I don't think he was ready to go up against the Florida Panthers. And in this game, you know, they were, the Hurricanes, they, they were able to get some stuff going. And it wasn't a total train wreck, not like the game uh, at the beginning of the season against the Panthers, nothing like that. We were able to come out of this game with a point. Tavo was able to score on the power play in the first period, which is really, really good for the Hurricanes that he's being able to get stuff going in the power play is still continuing to produce, produced in the game against Calgary, produced in this game against Florida. But I think that... The Hurricanes are digging themselves holes and they're not being able to... A game like this is showing that you can't always get out of those holes. They got close because, you know, they end up being down 3-1. to one. And thankfully, you know, again, some strong play from Brady Shea in this game. He's really been helping this team out big time as of late. Yeah, he was able to make it 3-2. Seth Jarvis was able to tie it up after some line shakeups. And the Hurricanes, they were able to force overtime, which I think is really good for them with as slow as they started in this game. And given it wasn't as slow of a start as Calgary, but they definitely just looked like they were getting outplayed. And they were lucky to be down 2-1 rather than 2-0 or worse. It, leaving the first period and yeah it was it was a rough one for the Hurricanes especially that Anthony Duclair uh overtime winner just turnovers a turnover ended up leading to that goal and as I mentioned before we started talking about the Calgary game a, a big issue for both of these games was really sloppy play in the neutral zone and the Hurricanes they need to Clean that stuff up. Shake off you know, this, the New Year hangover and stuff like that because in every single game, the Columbus game, the Calgary game, and the Florida game, these, the team has been having to play from behind and play catch-up. Thankfully, you know, in Columbus and Calgary, they're able to take the league and win in pretty convincing fashion, 7-4 to four and 6-3, to three, but... That's not always going to happen because you are going to have games like Florida where you lose those games. You're lucky to force overtime there and come away with a point. That's good, but 
that's not always going to happen. You look at the schedule, you have Columbus on Thursday. That blowout, their 4-0 blown lead, they're not going to forget that. They're going to come out, like we did with the same game plan, of just come out swinging, probably a little bit worse than they were, or harder, I should say, than they were on New Year's Day because of what you did to them and how you embarrassed them. And the Hurricanes, they need to just wake up quicker. That's been an issue in the past with this team. They need to wake up and because you cannot continually have to dig yourselves out of holes like that. You cannot keep doing that because just like on Saturday, you're going to have days where you can't always come back and get the, and get the W. That's not always going to happen, but we'll we have to before we get to Columbus on Thursday. We gotta get through Philly tomorrow. We're up in Philly tomorrow. It's been a minute since we've seen the Flyers. It's cheese. Just going back. Last time we saw the Flyers was on Black Friday back in November of last year. It's been a minute since we played the Flyers. That was the one win we had in that really bad skid in November, beginning of December. So thankfully, you know, we we can hopefully bounce back from this loss against Florida. It'll be interesting to see what the Hurricanes end up going with as far as goaltending wise, whether they go with Freddie or Alex. We'll see how that goes. And of course, you look at later in the week, you know, with Columbus and Vancouver, are are we going to see Jack LaFontaine there? Is Alex going to have to go back to Chicago? We'll just have to wait and see what happens there. But in the meantime, as always, follow Locked On Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. Myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. Don't forget, rate the show five stars on whatever platform you are listening to the show on. And now that you've made Locked On Hurricanes your first listen of the day, go make Locked On Bets your second listen, your daily one-stop shop for all of your sports gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's going to be available on whatever platform you are listening to this show on. And I will talk to you in tomorrow's episode when we preview the game against the Flyers.